You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello, welcome everybody. I'm back. I'm back from my sick bed. Well, I wasn't that sick. I just was under the weather and uh so, as it happened, was Donnie who was going to co-host with me that week. So, uh, I'm afraid last week we uh, thought discretion was the better part of valour and retired to uh, a darkened room. So, <laughs> we're back, though. We're back. And I'm joined this week. I have Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello. You need a pop filter, my friend. I was just listening to your intro and you've got a load of plosives going on there. <laughs> and uh, that's probably true. That's probably true. And I'm also joined by Nick, a.k.a. Spligosh. Hello, Nick. Hi, Simon. Uh, a plosive, isn't that something that you know, is like dynamite or something like that? It's plosive. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it's, it's when you when you do the, was it, the p and the b, you're actually expelling air and the pop filter uh, just sort of stops the air going straight into the microphone. Although I'm probably doing a really poor job because my, my, my pop filter's uh, a little bit broken along with my microphone stand. So, oh well. <laughs> oh, what a week. What a week. What a week indeed. Um, and before we go any further, um, before we get on with the fun things, I, I am going to just mention, um, because it's, it's pretty bad, um, Indonesia has been struck with a tsunami following um, a possibly 7.7 uh, Richter scale earthquake. Um, and the death toll is apparently already 800 and something. Um, and likely to get much worse. So uh, let's all have a thought for those who are worse off than us. And uh, if you could consider making a donation to a reputable aid uh, charity, uh, please do so. Thank you. Uh, And now we'll move on to more pleasant things. But, uh, well, it's been a right week, hasn't it, boys? Um, All sorts of things. Oh, I must also mention, before we go any further, because he's asked me to do so, Please don't forget that Joe Cassell of Take Control Books has offered us a 30% discount on any purchase before November the 30th. So you can either go to the site, order your books and enter the code ESSENTIALAPPLE at checkout or there is a link in the show notes which contains uh, the voucher code already and will get you your 30% off. Thank you very much, Joe. We really appreciate it. Uh, you you finished, haven't you, Simon? Finished what? The uh, take control stuff. He was good enough to give us a bit of a, a oh, sample. Oh no, no, no. That was that was. Uh, you're thinking of um, Doctor Mac. That's and, and the, the one. That was oh, the that... productivity course. Yeah, I did the productivity course. Yes. I wouldn't um, mind having a look. I wouldn't mind having a look at this take control thing because uh, now I've got a lot more time on my hands. I'm always seeking things uh, to occupy myself. It's too cold to do the gardening now. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a huge range of books from, from, you know, take control of networking, take control of photos, take control of everything, anything and everything to do with iOS and the Mac and some are cross-platform. Obviously, there's things about digital security and all sorts. 
And yes, a very generous 30% off from Joe. So there we go. Um, well, yeah, what a week indeed. I mean, we have got a huge stack of stories, many of which are probably not particularly uh, meaty per se. But, um, well, I suppose we should just kick off, shall we? Does anybody want to yeah. kick off well, with a story? I think we need to talk about my new career as a YouTube superstar. Oh, well, of course. With my mighty, mighty four hits. Uh, <laughs> it, it was basically, it was how this video came about. So I've recently done a video. This is, sounds like shameless self-promotion, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> but basically, I've been helping out a few people around where I live uh, transition from the PC world into a tablet world. And it's been really interesting to see. I don't know if you would call them the stereotypical iPad user um, because they just sort of, they, it starts off, they just want to do their email. And then it's sort of, they just want to do their email and open up a, a word attachment. And then it's open up an email with a word attachment and then make edits. And it all sounds really, really simple uh, you know, to, to all of us listening here probably. But it's quite interesting to, when you sit back and look at the steps you have to go through. So for example, if you want to edit a Word document in an email, and I can't believe I'm on a podcast and I'm talking about email attachments. Somebody shoot me. Oh, God. <laughs> you have to open it up in mail. You preview it. Then you have to download Word if you've already got it. Then you open it in Word. Then you have to save a copy somewhere. And then you, have, then you can do what you like with it. And I just thought it's quite an interesting thing to sort of you know go back to those sort of bits in bobs and see how people actually use it so i did that and then on the back of that i was uh, i went on the youtube and i was looking for these uh, for a video on how to do a nice zoom in and zoom out effect you could do a nice zoom in but the zooming out was a little bit tricky and i think i've solved it so if you if you're an iMovie user and you want to do the zoom in with the ken burns effect but then zoom out to not have a jump cut if you head over to the essential apple youtube channel you'll see a video there from my good self uh yes and the link is in the show notes and do not confuse the uh essential apple video channel with the essential apple youtube podcast channel which just has the podcasts on which get basically no listens at all <laughs> well we might merge it i've got i've got a few ideas i've had a few ideas right anyway but that's by the by i mean i put the show uh i put the shows on the youtube because it's there that's the truth i never really expect it i mean youtube is not really who wants to sit and look at the show art for an hour and a half while they listen to a podcast that's not really an ideal way to listen to a podcast oh well you say that because i've done a lot of youtube watching in my uh, retirement years slash tried to look for a job um and i realized that i needed to sort my life out when i kid you not i started watching the video adventures of a lorry driver <laughs> and then one day I was I just sat down and I realized I'm watching someone drive a lorry. <laughs> I re- like those videos. I think I know which guy you're talking about as well. I, th- Jay? <laughs> I think you're really in trouble. You, you know, you're really in trouble when you find yourself watching Nyan Cat looped six hours. <laughs> Oh, I, you know what? I might do a live stream later on because in the uh, in the Slack channel, uh, Donny Yanklo, if I have to say yep. his name right, we were. I've been a bit more active on the Slack, and he gave me a, a link to a game. And I initially, 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 foolishly dismissed it. Ah, now I'm addicted. <laughs> Is it the kicking? Is it the kick the ball one? No, it's the uh, it's the fishing fish, one. The fishing one. The fish. 
fish fishing thing uh, was it i don't know it was some something fishing anyway perhaps we better put the link in the uh in the notes later. yes Oh, well, we don't. We don't have to do affiliate links to iTunes uh, to games now because you don't get any payment from them now. Well, no, but people might still want to know what the game is you're talking oh, yeah, about. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, if I go quiet, it's because I'm trying to get up to four hundred million to get my new boat. What <laughs> my new boat going to cost? <laughs> so, having having announced your YouTube's now, Mark, uh, it'll be maximum a total of five hits tomorrow. Then yes. <laughs> I know, the thing is i know it's like you know youtube you've got to like be on trend and on topic and but i just oh i was just so in i, I did the thing i said i always wanted to do that if i saw a channel or saw something and went that's crud i can do better than that and that's what i've set myself to challenge to do because it's like people um you know well if you go here and um uh and it's like oh just you know what you want to do is you want to take a long breath and just try and talk to the camera normally. Stop jump cutting. Oh, it's it's the kids of today. Everything you need to know about iMovie. What the the fact it's not bad, but it sucks on the iPad. You can't basically do anything with it. That's your too short at all of it. Well, there we go. That's killed that conversation, down, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Nick. I, in fact, it does let me. Uh, we were kind enough to get given a sample of uh, Boinks, which is a bit of broadcasting software, a little bit like Wirecast, but a lot different in many oh, ways. Oh yeah, I know Boinks. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to use that. So I might do a live stream and then work out if I could do a picture in picture to sort of do a demonstration of it uh, cool. to use that. So, yeah, keep an eye. And I dare say in a few weeks to come, there might even be a drunk cast. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, what shall we have a look? Um, let's have a look then. Let's pick a story to start with. A lot of these stories are really quite small, but there's a lot of them. Um, I, hang on, before we do that, sorry, I didn't mean to hang on. So I missed a show where Apple did the announcement e stuff. Has anyone bought anything? Uh, no, not at no. the moment. Not at the moment. Um, I I am interested in the XR, which isn't available yet. And my when my contract ends uh, later in the year, I shall be looking at getting an uh, XR. But um, that's it, really. I, 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 I was I, impressed by the watch. I, I, I was very impressed by the watch. But at 400 quid plus, I don't think I shall be uh, purchasing one of the uh, new watches. I must admit, Mark, I listened to quite a few podcasts about um, having watched it as well, um, about about the um, keynote. I just found the whole thing a bit dull, in all honesty. Yeah, I'm, I'm... Uh, it, it was, uh, hey, look, we've made some new phones. They look beautiful. They're fantastic. They're faster than they used to be. They're better than they used to be. And that was about it, really. And they spent a lot of time talking about, and and, and even though the sort of scientific me, bit of me was fascinated by the technology that they were talking about, the, the actual sort of new stuff was, while there wasn't an awful lot of new stuff, it was just better and faster and, you know, all, all the kind of thing you'd expect, really. And, um, yeah, that's, that's I'm afraid true. I found it somewhat dull. It did follow the standard, uh, come on stage, um, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you've just told them. Yeah, yes, yes, it very was, much. It, it was yeah. exactly that all the way through. And, and you're right, there was something very, I don't know if it's the right word, stayed, something very stale. It, it, just, it didn't feel like it had the buzz of a of a previous 
No, um, I think. But then again, is, do, do we think that when the leaks came out, that had anything to do with it? Maybe you know, you well, get I've, up I've on stage. Of, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that, Mark. But the fact is, I hadn't read any of the leaks, so I I purposefully avoided reading anything about new phones or what the phones might be like. Or so I I went to it com- with a completely open mind, um, and and I was still a bit underwhelmed. Um, not not by the the cleverness of Apple, because but no doubt that they're incredibly clever, but just that it was a little bit the samey. I'll tell you what offended me a little bit, and I, I don't know if offend is the right word, but what really grinded my gears a little bit was you see Tim Cook walking up and down the stage, and it's obvious he's looking down reading the teleprompter, and you know, uh, the, the doctor guy did exactly the same thing. And what wound me up about it was that you get Phil Schiller come on, and he's addressing the room. He barely looks down uh, at the teleprompter. Teleprompter, and a, f- a few others did this as well. And, and that's what sort of gets me. Weena, when Tim comes up on stage, it just it, it just doesn't feel genuine. I'm yeah, I'm sure it is, but it was like if you're that passionate and you're that dedicated, could you not sort of you know really learn your lines? I'm sure you know they have sort of rehearsed, but it just sort of felt. I don't know if you. I probably spoiled it for people now, but you you watch when they look down. You know they are reading off the teleprompter, or maybe I'm just being. You know, I, I expect too much. I think delivery is important, but if but if you've not got an awful lot to deliver, <laughs> it's always going to be a bit of a problem. Yeah, I think trying. Yeah. They were trying. I mean, I did my best to keep away from the rumors and uh, and whatnot, but you know, nine to five Mac kind of torpedoed me below the waterline what the <laughs> day and a half before or something which was you know hence the title of that podcast um yes that did take a lot of the wind out of it i'll be honest um but i still i did feel that it was a bit lackluster it there was something missing from it and i am pretty sure well, maybe because they had all the leaks. They were like, God damn it. We've just spent ages working on this. Our pride in joy. Now it's got leaked. With I also, I also suspect um, that it was a bit, felt a bit deflated because there was no mention of the air power. Uh, as I've said before, John Gruber says the word, you know, the whispered word is that air power is in big trouble. Uh, possibly, you know, never to see the light of day trouble. Um, and and thus, without that, what you know, there's no AirPods two. There's no you know, there's no big announce about wireless charging. I would love a wireless charging. charging case for the AirPods. I've got to say, it's uh, I I still love the AirPods. I still think that's one of Apple's best. Uh, it's 140 quid for a set of small headphones, but I had, the other day I couldn't find them, and I had to go back to sticking something with a cable in my ear. Ah, oh, and it was cable hell all over again <laughs> it, it seemed to have a magnetic attraction to anything it could snag on it's like oh look at that you want to walk across the other side of the room well have a dose of pain to get you going <laughs> yank yeah uh, i think i think part of it as well was uh, the fact that the biggest news was that they got an ecg feature on, on the watch oh <laughs> yes um, I, 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 see how i did that and brought it around to you know the notes <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you've been on this show oh don't start adding a level of professionalism to this show climate <laughs> that, that just sets a very dangerous precedent for it <laughs> uh, well yeah i'll tell you what let's um as you have cleverly steered it round to that <laughs> very very good do you see that segue there um yes the 
Now, there was a lot of discussion about this, actually, in the Slack room, um, I will be fair. And that is, you know, what cardiologists think about the Apple Watch's heart tracking feature uh, from the Washington Post. Um, And then doctors raised concerns that Apple's Watch ECG feature could lead to needless anxiety from the eye lounge. Um, Oh, Jesus. Talk about taking a positive and spin it into a negative for clickbait stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's like if you're wearing up a watch, you're a hypochondriac. (laughs) I've had a scare once. I I had the the whole warning, like it said... um, you haven't been doing anything but your heart rate spiked. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't make me worry. It's just... Uh, I, hypochondriacs will be hypochondriacs regardless of what regardless. kind of technology yeah. they've got. <laughs> yes, that's, you know... Um, I, I think on the whole it's a good thing. Um, and I'm pretty sure... I think, it's a, I think it's a good thing if you're sharing this kind of stuff with your doctor. Yes. Um, and uh, I think... Uh, uh, who, who will know what they're looking for? I think part of the... I think what these articles are actually saying is that most of us don't understand what an ECG looks like or how to interpret it and therefore you know it may if people who are going to worry will probably worry anyway I think the truth is people who are going to worry about that sort of thing will worry about it whether they have an ECG or not and yes. um they will find some reason to be worried right they they I feel like my heart is going too fast or I feel like I'm out of breath when I shouldn't be or whatever. Yeah, well, you go the other way around as well, don't you? It's like you, you you could have that. You could be going for a brisk walk and you're going, oh, my God, am I having heart attacks? I'm walking too fast. But on the conversing, if your heart, if it's not triggering something, that's a good thing. Uh, it's just all about and no, I saw I did I haven't seen these articles I've been staying away from them. But you get the ones. Well, it's not as good as what you'd find in a um, oh, in a hospital. Yeah. Of course not. It's like, oh, the Apple Watch doesn't compete with the Garmin Mega Super Duper thing in terms of accuracy. Of course not. It's a completely (laughs) different subset. It's there as a guide. Exactly. Exactly. Um, What was the eye lounge? Doctors raised concerns Apple Watch could lead to needless anxiety. Um, doctors are concerned about false positives and so on. Now, I mean, Apple have said that most of these things, like the atrial fibrillation, it has to detect what it considers to be at least five atrial fibrillation uh, events before it even bothers to flag it. So, and uh, as I said the other show, and I think Nick would probably agree with me here, most doctors, I know that my doctor would rather, I went to the surgery and said, my watch has told me that it might, might have detected atrial fibrillation or whatever you know a, a normal an arrhythmia or anything and him be able to say i can assure you that it's nothing to worry about than to me to you know drop down dead because i'm doing the typical ah oh, there's nothing wrong with me um <laughs> the typical bloke thing you know this stabbing pain in my chest is not anything to be worried about um <laughs> you know no um I mean, as Donnie said, give it six months and no one will remember any of this guff, to be honest. We won't be be getting in the UK for a while, though, will we? (laughs) I think it's good that, um, I think it's good that Apple are pushing this forward and that, that, you know, they're they're giving the opportunity for doctors to have more data points to help them with keeping you, you know, helping them help you to keep healthy. Anything, anything that gives them extra information has got to be a good thing. And particularly, you know, when um, uh, I know this doesn't have anything to do with blood pressure, but I mean, if at some point they find some way of doing uh, regular blood pressure measures, 
for those of us who do suffer with high blood pressure, yep. well, then that's a good thing. It's a good thing that you're able to keep points. Cause I, I'm one of these people, if you go to the doctor, um, my blood pressure goes up because I go to the doctors. Yes, you're suffering um, from white coat syndrome. Yes. In my fact, father I have, gets that sometimes. I have, um, I have measure me syndrome. So whenever I measure my blood pressure, it goes up because I'm measuring it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, that, that's a good point because I actually suffer from high blood pressure. And so, if, you know, so something like that for me would be great. Um, you know, it's, it's just it, it, actually getting a watch to do that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You do need another another device to actually do that with. <laughs> Unfortunately. But, you know, this. I'm pretty sure the heart tracking feature you know, like all such things, there will be a few people who turn up, but my watch, doctor, my watch. Yeah, but they're the same people who turn up now and go, I think I've got a brain tumour. <laughs> Why? My head hurts. Right, okay. I went on Google and I and, I've, and I diagnosed myself. Oh, that, that, they're the good ones. Well, exactly. So, But it's, uh, if, if it saves a few lives, then it's worth doing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And, and, for, definitely. and for other people, you know, people like uh, uh, Dougie, who, you know, does ultra marathons and things and obviously knows what his uh, heart rate should look like. I'm sure as a training thing, that's fabulous for him. He can, you know, measure his heart rate on a 50 mile run or whatever and, and see how he's doing. And, um, you know, people who know what they're looking at will find it useful to see, Indeed. you know, if it's improving their um you know, their oxygenation or their breathing or they can go further without their heart, you know, going above a certain rate or whatever. Um, and people who, well, let's face it, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing and those people will be just as dangerous whether they've got an Apple Watch or not. That's the truth. <laughs> then, um, related to that, and this one gave us a bit of a laugh in the Slack room as well, didn't it? Um, uh, according to the Cult of Mac, the Apple Watch fall detection could get you arrested. Um, well, we laughed at this, I have to say, because um, I, I, I don't know if everybody's aware, but apparently the fall detection in the Apple Watch 4 uh, is only on by default if the watch believes you are over 65 years old. Um, although, of course, you can you can turn it on uh, yourself if you want. Um has it got some magical way of knowing you're over 65 or well, does I assume it rely it can, on you telling it? <laughs> well, I assume it relies on whatever data it's got in your Apple account, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and or your health data, of course, if you're if you're using your watch, you know, um, yes, the health yeah. app. Um, no, as it says here, an Apple watch can detect if you've fallen and call 911 to get your injuries attended to or get you arrested. Uh, arrested. Uh, when the watch detects a significant hard fall, you get a tap on the wrist and an alarm and an alert is displayed. You can tell your watch you have fallen but are okay, or you can tell it you didn't fall at all, or nothing. Your watch will automatically call 911 and notify your emergency contact. But what if you fall in a place where you're doing some illegal activity? Then you're an idiot. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, We had a great deal of laughing about this. What, you know, oh... I was burgling the house and I fell out of the window. <laughs> no. Um, oh, I see. So it's to do with search then, so they can... Yeah, well, apparently in America... They can't argue if the phone calls 911, they can't argue that you haven't called them, if, and therefore if, they can search. Well, it's not about searching. It's like what they appear to be implying is, uh, you know, if if the, your watch summons 911 and then they come into, into your house in order to uh, assist you... Yes. Um, if they then see a, yes. and if they then see a bag of uh, cannabis, you know, on the table, 
uh, they could arrest you for it. Whereas I think uh, now that might be a particularly American paranoia because I'm pretty sure in this country, if you had some, uh, I'm sure if you had a great big stack of cocaine, then maybe you would get arrested. But I'm sure if you had a little bit of, um, you know, weed for your personal use, I'm pretty sure the ambulance would be far less interested in that and <laughs> what you did yeah, falling true. down. Um, so we just found that rather silly. Um, you know, how could you turn something really quite positive um, into, you know, oh, my God. Because it's the internet. That's what they do. Look <laughs> you might, it, it could lead to you getting arrested. I'm pretty sure, um, based on the fact it has to detect a hard fall, it then sets off a whole load of alarms and whatnot. If you don't respond for 60 seconds or apparently, you know, to make some apparent movement, 60 seconds is a long time to be unconscious in, in reality. If if that is the case and you're unable to tell it, no, don't call 911, you need an ambulance. Far more than you need to worry about whether or not you might get, you know, clapped in irons, I can assure you. Um, and yeah, if you're a burglar and you're prone to falling out of windows... Don't turn on the feature, numbskull. <laughs> yes, but this is the internet, you forget. <laughs> I I think it, I do like the Apple Watch, though. I mean, that was definitely the, the show stealer. Yes, uh, very or, much. And I, that... I'm very, you know, I very much like the fall detection thing, because as I said uh, in the other show, I can imagine if you're a, a walker or a cyclist, you know, like Mark, if he's out cycling across the bloody Brecon Beacons or something and, you know, hits a rock and falls and bangs his head on a, you know, oh, yeah, on a boulder, then that, would you not want your watch to go, oh, Mark, you appear to have fallen and not have moved for a minute and not responded to the alerts. Perhaps I ought to phone an ambulance. Yeah, I mean, the, the truth is that um, falls is a big issue for older people. Of course. Um, and and, and anything that, that the only thing that I did think when I heard this announced was, um, the kind of people of that age are they likely to be buying, buying Apple watches? Mm, I don't know. You know. That's I, a very good point. Well, that was something that came up and, and was talked about. But of course, I, I think the problem with that is is perception. We are, you know, and I'm I'm not the youngest of people. You know, I'm in my mid fifties, so you know, I'm no young spring chicken. Yeah, but you, no, you tend to me. think, but you tend to think when you people mention elderly and infirm people being at, at, at you know at risk of falls, you immediately think of somebody who's probably in their late eighties, maybe even in their nineties, yeah, and is frail and um, you know probably uses a walking aid, a bit of stick or or a frame. Um, are these the sort of people who would be wearing an Apple Watch? No, they're not. But if you start introducing that now, what you're talking about is people like me and you, Nick, in 10 years' time. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. It's possible. You, you yeah. would be people who have been wearing a, an Apple Watch or maybe people, you know, certainly people older than us, maybe people in the, who are in the, already in their mid to late 60s. If they've been wearing, you know, pe pe <laughs> people don't have to be super elderly and infirm to be, become prone to falls you know well, I mean, lots having of things... said that i mean last year i was out uh, i do tend to go out for a walk at lunch of a lunchtime um uh, when i'm at work uh and i go walking in the only place that has any trees and cover it's a local graveyard <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's like it's actually a very nice place to walk um and on this particular day i decided that i'd examine the ground close up <laughs> and, and i just sort of lost my footing and uh, ended up um 
not actually in a grave, you'll be pleased to hear. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, face but, down but, on the... But, yeah, I went, I, I'm not a little guy. I went down with a bit of a wallop. And uh, knowing that, you know, that's there in the background uh, would have been useful at the time. <laughs> well, that, you know, and by detecting a fall, of course, everybody seems to be thinking, but, you know... Uh, of, of yeah, your immediate thought is the elderly and infirm, but you know, as you say, it's not difficult to catch your foot on a tree root walking and go face yes. down. That's or, right. Or you know, you've got uh, slipping on ice. You've got. Oh yes, I've done that as well. Fall it, you know. <laughs> uh, you know your classic. Oh, I'll just get this book off the top shelf by standing on this rickety stool. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. These all of these things can lead to, uh, you know, and that's without any other medical reasons, you know, like I don't know, fainting fits due to diabetes or or anything else. So, I, I yeah, really that's a useful. It's a useful addition to all the things that the watch can do. I very much that was for me, uh, you know, the star feature. Uh, the, the the ECG is nice, but and the heart tracking is nice, but no, for me it was the fall detection that struck me as the the big piece but uh, and what, and what was most clever about it was the fact that they obviously thought it through properly and they weren't just measuring the fact that you fell down they were measuring other things as well like where your arms were going and yeah and they're using that to, as a technique establish that you're not just sort of having a little a, a little trip over your own feet but you're actually going down yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. in a very aptly sort of way yes <laughs> yeah yeah very much um Right, uh, what else have we got? Well, speaking of like how they've done, that, I think that, that leads nicely on to about people in trusting and all that sort of about the trust scores that Apple are giving on their iPhone data. What's all that one about? Because again, I am so out the loop at the moment, it's not even. Uh, oh, uh, where is that? Um, Apple is quietly giving people trust scores based on their iPhone data, according to the Independent. Um, it says that the iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch and Apple TV data is used to see how trustworthy you are in a uh, similar scenario to the dystopian series Black Mirror. Right, so you already know that they're um, pumping it. Um, you know, look, look at this. Apple has quietly introduced trust scores for people based on how they use their phones and devices. The tech giant, which last month became the first public company to be worth more than a trillion. Um... Apple said the rating system could be used to help fight fraud through specific examples of how this would work were not given. Um, it sounds like if you've, it, it, it's a little bit dystopian in so much as, you know, obviously now they've got this data to monitor what people are doing in the form of screen time. So you've got to wonder, is there like a backdoor hook? Because that data's on your phone, and I know Apple say they can't get access to it, but it would certainly be one sort of way to appease all the justicing people. They, if they could say, "Well, yeah, we did notice a lot of activity on this day. He was doing, he was running various messaging apps or something like that for a nay do weller sort of thing." Um, I, this is very vague. This article. Um, Apple have said to help identify and prevent fraud information about how you use your device, including the approximate number of phone calls or emails you send and receive will be used to compute a device trust score. Um, what that sounds like to me is not a, you know, a trust score for you. It's a, a if your device suddenly starts doing something which is not normal, then how trustworthy is that in the same way as if you if normally you never spend more than £10 on your credit card and it's all within, you know, five miles of your house 
And then somebody tries to buy a £300 item, you know, in Cardiff that the bank well, goes... It's more interesting that there wasn't really... It was, I haven't seen much in the tech press about this. There's been no jumping on this with any sort of media outrage. So that's... It's... I think that's the most surprising thing about this article for me. Well, because as far as I can see, it, the the the, um, the independent there have made up something out of a statement, which is basically saying we may monitor what your device does for you know the prevention of fraud. Most of all, probably, uh, I, I would think along the lines of you know if somebody steals or picks up or otherwise hijacks your phone and tries to do things with it that you don't normally do, that sends up a red flag. In the yeah, same- I mean, we, we all know, don't we, that uh, on the whole, Apple are very are very careful about the information that they collect about us. Yes, um, it's it- one of their big one of their big selling points, isn't it? Is that yeah. you know your 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 security and your data is your data and not our data. So, yeah, it sounds a little bit like a clutching at straws. In it, it does. Well, that's it. If, if there's anything more to I mean, look what happened with the um, not antenna gate when it was discovered that Apple were monitoring your location for the aid of cell towers. And everyone jumped on that. And yet this little story is just sort of gone and quietly gone by. Yes. Yeah. And the independent of all people who never, as far as I can see, they're never one to really sort of um, cover Apple stuff. Although that is slowly changing, or at least it's not coming up in my feed. The independent to break it, just, I don't know. It's it, something. I mean, the, the, what, there's one sentence in it which I think says it all, really. It says, the vagueness of the language used in, this up, in the update, however, means it could be interpreted in a broad and potentially invasive way. Well, yes, it could be, but, but, yeah. but that if doesn't you, mean what, it is. It's like, um, that to me is the equivalent of opening up your terminal and looking at all the error messages. If you want to find a problem, you can find one. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's it say here? It's unusual that it is applied to Apple TVs, which are unable to make or receive emails or phone calls. No, but they can spend a lot of money on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, true. Right. And so if they're trying to catch fraud. Yeah. yeah one of the biggest, one of the biggest scams that apple will tell you is people hijacking other people's itunes accounts and using it to buy a bucket full of stuff oh that that that, well this is probably a good time for a public service announcement to um change your facebook password that was hacked a bit the other day wasn't it (laughs) oh shall we oh shall we go on to that shall we go on to that one let's have a field day I got asked the other day, do you use Facebook? I went, not on your, I've, I've got it, but it's only there now mainly. It's like, um, it's, I, it's only there for me personally, for archival purposes. I've got stuff on there that I just can't be bothered to take off. Yeah, well, uh, let's play. Facebook security breach. Up to 50 million accounts attacked. Um, well, breached, actually. Thank you, BBC. Um, the BBC have said here, Facebook security breach up to 50 million accounts. Um. They, there was a vulnerability in the view as um, settings, which uh, I'm sure most of our listeners know what the view as settings are, but that's when you're allowed to you, you turn view my page as one of my friends or view my page as Joe Public. Um, so in, in, it's supposed to allow you to check that your data, you know, your security or personal um, privacy settings are correct. Um, the floor has now been fixed. Oh, wow. Horse stable door bolted. Um, and uh, all affected accounts have been reset, and 40 million others as a precautionary step. Um, well, that's good that they've reset the accounts. At least you well, haven't got to worry. They're not yeah. relying on people going in to change it. 
Um, yeah, the the view as function is a privacy feature allowing people to see what their own profile looks like to other users, making it clear what information is viewable by their friends, their friends of friends, or the general public. Um, attackers found bugs in this feature allowed them to steal the Facebook access tokens, which they could then use to take over people's accounts, apparently. Um, the access tokens are the equivalent of digital keys that keep people logged into Facebook. Uh... So, yeah, that was very, very bad. Um, and then a follow-up to that was that um, the Facebook security meltdown exposes way more sites than Facebook. And this was from Wired. Um, and they're talking here that the problem extends way outside of Facebook because people often log into other services using Facebook. We've all seen it. I mean, you know, access this ah, with your... That's a very good point. Right, log log in, you know, with your Twitter. I mean, you could sites offer all sorts. Log in with Twitter, log in with Google, log in with Facebook. All of those things, of course, being uh, ways to track by various people what you do. Um, I won't go into uh, too much depth about this, but um, if you're interested in the Wired article, what they do point out is what we were talking about the other week, the danger of single sign-on systems. And that is, you know, when we were talking about the Verizon Verify, um, and that is if you put all your eggs in one login, uh, if that's breached, you're basically, you're torpedoed, you're hosed. It does make some buying sort of like one password, which I think we, uh, we use. Do you use one password, Nick? Yes. Yeah, I do. It, it, uh, I did. I've got six and I've got a trial of seven on the go. Uh, and it was so nice. They've got the, the watchtower feature. So if there is a breach and one of your logins is affected, uh, it does say, oh, right, you're using this password for this website. Uh, yeah, you might want to change that. Yeah, that is useful. And of course, they got the the uh, the old favorite have I been pwned.com, which yep. I sort of do a, a regular check on. Um, and you can actually sign up for an email from them. So if you do get breached, uh, or you know, if something does happen to one of your services, then at least you can get an email so you are in the know, even though it doesn't. I, I, I've had one the other day actually, um, no, a couple of months back. Um, yeah, what happened? I had it. And it told me my username and password, but it didn't say for what site it had been leaked. Uh, mm, okay. Um, I, mean, I think the truth is, I mean, I use Facebook uh, uh, quite a lot. I, I use it for keeping in touch with people. Um, does this concern me? Uh, I suppose it should, but deep down, I don't actually share a huge amount of stuff um, of my personal data on Facebook. Um I think you can. I think you can get a bit wound up. I mean, the fact is, the bigger these companies are, the harder they fall. Yeah. Um, and if they, if if they get hacked, then unfortunately, your information gets out there. Um, oh yes, it, very much. And it's probably a good idea to change your passwords fairly regularly. I, I think they don't have the same password for everything. I mean, yeah. f- f- I, yes, I agree here that you know Facebook are. <sighs> Because they have been very shoddy about privacy and security, to my view, right from the get-go. Let's not forget the whole um, the app running in the background because of a bug playing a silent audio clip. Mm. It's like, yeah, okay, so somehow an engineer left that bug in. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. well, all all, all that aside, um, yes, you know, these, uh, it's just, but it just seems to be that Facebook they just seem to come up again and again and again as failing to 
meet a sufficient standard and um it's it's all it's a lot, a lot of it's around the fact that they um they got caught out and they they've tried to bolt on security from the outside and we all know that yeah, that doesn't that, really work that doesn't really work does it no so there you go um i mean i don't know how serious these uh you know what sort of information that that allows people to uh uh, right, okay, the company has confirmed to reporters the breach would allow hackers to log into other accounts using Facebook's system, of which there are many. So that's the second. Uh, this means sites such as Airbnb and Tinder, etc., might be affected. Um, it, it's it's you know, bad, isn't it? Because it's a, it's a, a lot of people use that. That um, You know, if you're offered a login with, and, and, and it's simple, you're more likely to do that, aren't you? I mean, yeah. I, I personally don't, but... Who would you rather do it with, Google or Facebook? If you're given the option to say you can sign easily with Google or Facebook, <laughs> who who would you choose? Who well, the truth the truth is, I'd I'd set up my own password and not use another service to do it. But but who would I choose? Oh, yeah, that's that's a difficult one. Yeah, because it's one that I find because um, in some websites, I can't remember what it was I was on recently. It made it really hard to use my own email address. Uh, but then I've I've got the problem with um, email at the moment is that my, I've got a mark.ch email address. Right. Um, but I'm also getting, because of the way Google Mail works, I'm also getting email for mark.ch. So I can't really use my email account because I'm thinking, does that mean that the other guy's getting access to my mail as well? Oh, I don't know. Well, surely mark in Gmail, mark.ch and mark.ch are the same thing. Yes. But the way that Google works, it doesn't, um, I don't know if I, I did do a bit of research into this. I don't think Google respects the full stop in the name. No, it doesn't. So, it... But that's it. I can't turn it off. I, I, I just want to be Mark C.H. I don't want aliases and all that sort of stuff. So I just, just don't, don't put, me. just don't put the, just don't put the dot in. Yeah, but you can't. That's the thing. Oh, you mean because where you've added it to another service as Mark.ch? No, no. So, so basically in Google, I'm mark.ch, but I'm getting emails for someone completely, completely different called mark.ch. Oh, well, now that's very bizarre because obviously I didn't think they allowed that because they don't pay any attention to the dot. Well, that, that exactly. That's the problem because they don't pay attention to the dot and he's mark.ch. Google thinks, ah, oh, that's me. So I'm getting some of his emails. Oh, I'd rather not. But that's by the side. And I'm just no, but that's, that's, that's just... Yeah, well, that's please just... don't spam me. I don't use it. Please don't <laughs> to um, yeah, I, I, as a total aside to that, actually, um, I, I have um, taken to using my Proton Mail as uh, as as my um, you know my digital identity on a lot of places where you register with your with your email. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, um, well, because as Andy Yen said, if, if if your email becomes pretty much your digital passport. Wouldn't you want to use the most secure one you have? So that's why I've, you know, because that's the one where recovery things go to, isn't it? If something goes wrong. Well, that's exactly the problem that I've that I've got, because um, this was happening to me the other day. I was getting a reset your password to gain access now. And I'm going, but I've just logged into it. I don't I haven't clicked on this thing. And so what was happening was this other guy was trying to reset a password for the same service that I was using. And I'm getting his reset my password link. Ah. So that makes that makes me think: Is he getting mine? Mm. Uh, yes. Who knows? <clears throat> there you go. 
but I will do so if anyone out there knows of a workaround for this please get in touch because it's doing my head in but I uh I try not to use uh, I'm making this slow migration to my iCloud account which is now just full of spam <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, as we were like kind of ragging on Facebook over that one, um, and you know I'm not a uh, a Facebook liker at all, but Facebook reportedly avoids U.S. government wiretap of messenger voice calls, and this was on the verge. Um, basically, um, the judge rules that Facebook does not have to break messengers' encryption. A U.S. district court judge in California ruled in favour of Facebook, denying a federal and state task force which tried to force the social networking company to wiretap messenger voice calls. Um, oh, good on Facebook. Yes. So, um, yeah, as I, uh, you know, credit where credit is uh, due, Facebook said, no, we we resist this, uh, you know, uh, thing that you want to wiretap the, uh, the calls. Um, and a judge has upheld it and said that uh, Facebook are correct. Um, and that they should not be forced to uh, break or otherwise wiretap the encryption um, just because somebody wants to listen in to what somebody else is doing. Um, you know, I'm sure they may have good probable cause to be doing such a thing, but, uh, you know, yes. Credit where it's due, Facebook stood up to that one and said no, and a judge has agreed with them. So, um, shall we take a break? Shall we take a five-minute break? and yeah, let, uh, I could do with a cup of tea. Yes, yeah, so uh, we'll go over to John, and I believe John has some new uh, cases, of course, for the newly released phones. So uh, over to you, John. The cases are rolling along. The first company to send us cases for the new iPhone X series is Casemate here at Nemo's Hardware Store. Their website is case-mate.com, case-mate.com. For the iPhone XS and the X, they top out at $50, and you can shop them by colors and materials. The other company is called Silk, and their website is silksmartish, S-I-L-K-S-M-A-R-T-I-S-H, silksmartish.com. And the highest price for theirs is $25. So Silk is the best as far as the bargain is concerned. What Casemate has is a lot of blingy designer style leather and plastic cases. So don't worry so much about the price, but go for the style. For instance, you can get Ditsy Petals Pink or Mother of Pearl or Twinkle Stardust or Sheer Crystal Clear or Waterfall Iridescent Diamond from Casemate. And from Silk, you can get Kung Fu Grip Slim Case and Wallet Slayer Card Case and Keeper of the Things Folio Wallet. Both companies, Silk and Casemate, have provided the full lineup of cases for our coverage, and I am very impressed with how they have done that after the phones were just released a day or two ago. Casemate also sent some accessories, stand-ups balloon dog to help you prop up your phone, straps, flexible phone strap that glues to the back of your phone, and they like the excited, colorful, blingy, designery, very youth market look, but they also have the genuine leather barely there, two millimeter thin Casemate. That's one of the ones that comes in at $50. So shop around on both of their websites. They are ready to go 
Their cases are in production, and we have a big truck sitting out in the back of Nemo's hardware store. Half of it has casemate, the other half silk cases in it for the people who are lucky enough to get the first inventory. Silk did something so extraordinary, I want to give them special, amazing congratulations. They actually sent a physical mock-up, a full-size, full-weight, full-screen model of each of the three phones, the R, the S, and the Max, with cases covering them to show how beautifully their cases work with the new size and form factor of the iPhone X lineup. I am really impressed. They're mock-ups. You can't charge them up or use them, but I'm holding them in my hand, and it feels and looks exactly like what the phone will look like. So if you want to come over to my house and feel them and see what they're going to be like, let me know if you want to drop down here in Tucson. So I've got examples of the Wallet Slayer, the Nudist, the Folio Keeper, the Kung Fu Grip. Those cases are beautifully constructed. There are some floral designs, but mostly they're a very rugged, hard, durable, but yet at the same time, flexible and protective, plasticky, rubbery material. Oops, that's my phone. So I like the way they use their wallets to slide your cards and things in. And then the Kung Fu Gripper really, really is squishy and really grabs onto the phone. So thank you to Casemate and to Silk, silksmartish.com, for providing these cases for the new iPhone 10 range, the S, the R, and the Max, with prices from $12 up to $50. So find the one you want. They will be good quality when they arrive and they wrap around your phone. Please remember also to get a glass premium front protector to protect that screen. Please get the Apple Care and get the glass screen protector. One more thing here. I'm talking about the Cable Wrangler magnet base from Silk with the six-foot lightning cable and the two USB port AC power brick included. More on this one next week. Back then. Thank you, John. And of course, as always, all the links for the products in the hardware store will be in the show notes. Well, uh, after that little break, uh, the boys and I were talking and we thought we might like to have a little bit of a chat about the first iOS 12.1 public beta, uh, which is now out with group FaceTime. Um, obviously, I've been using the iOS 12 betas for so long that um, <laughs> I hardly even know what the differences are anymore. Um, <laughs> what between that and the actual releases? Well, yeah, because, you know, when uh, iOS 12 went, live and they're all people going oh look it does this and it does that and i'm like you know i've been using it for six months i forget what bits were different from ios 11 yeah um yeah. you know that's i'm kind of running that far ahead of the curve that uh by the time it gets here i've forgotten what bits are new um so have you tried using this group facetime yet i haven't because i'm not really much of a facetime user i'll be honest um no i've i only tend to use it with my family just occasionally um yeah, I mean, it's not something that we really make a great deal of use of. Um, I've heard a lot of podcasters say, you know, that that they're, that they're hopeful that it will be I, it'll be useful for podcasting with. Yeah, but it, I mean, it will be. 
if you if you've got a mark and you set yourself up and but it'll also be good if I'm out in the field and I want to join in on a podcast, I can do it directly from my phone. But of course, you got the whole thing about microphone quality. But it it should be a, an easy win, especially for people like us, because one of the one of the problems we have is like yeah, Wire is a very very good program. Uh, we prefer it much much more over Skype. Although Skype is getting a little bit better, to to be fair, it's just that. You know, you've got to get someone to download the program. Then they've got to sign in, and it's like this. I think it's the reason why we haven't gone over to Discord, uh, you know, to do all the chatty sort of stuff because that seems to be popular with the podcasters because it's just another hurdle. But if you if you get someone on the show, especially an Apple show, they're bound to have some sort of iOS device uh, at a pinch. Uh, so it should be uh, an easy win. It just all depends on the reliability of Apple's cloud services, which. As I haven't heard any complaints, you could sort of almost say they're getting better. So, do you think? Do you think there'll be a there'll be an opportunity to be able to record the FaceTimes? I mean, you can't. Am I wrong that you can't actually record FaceTime currently? Yeah, you can't. You you may be able to do it via. No, I was thinking, can you do a screen recording uh, and do it that way? I suppose what you could do is plug your phone into your Mac set up a screen recording and then do it that way that may work oh yeah i suppose so that's possible but then you would how how would you then be able to speak to them you see yeah (laughs) yes it's it's been the bane of it's been something i've wanted to try and work out is how can i do a a podcast just using my ipad without using any um funky sort of web services Mm. yeah it's it's I, a lot of people seem to be putting a lot of hope on it, and uh, I, I can kind of see why. I mean, for years, people have used Skype, um, you know, then uh, obviously we changed over to Wire. Um, a lot of people are using Discord. Um, I find Discord um, somewhat excessively um, complex. It's, it, you know, don't get me wrong, we've said it before, Discord comes from a completely different background and has really... It's used for podcasting is a, a kind of a, um, just an offshoot. That's not its purpose. It was designed for, you know, groups of gamers. So yes. you can have backroom chat and, and you know, in-game chatter. Uh, so it comes from the same stable as, you know, services like uh, Ventrilo and uh, TeamSpeak and, and uh, Mumble, those sort of people. Um, but whenever uh, we've used it, I find it overly complicated, to be honest. Um and if you start talking about inviting guests on who are not regular podcasters slash Discord users, it's, um, well, Wire at least, you know, even if they're not familiar with Wire, you say it's like Skype. It works like Skype, but it's, you know, open source and secure. Um, most people can manage that. Um, I think a lot of people are putting a lot of hope on FaceTime because FaceTime has always been known to have good quality audio. Yes. That is that is what a lot of people are looking for because you know no matter how hard we try or what service we we use you'll still hear podcasts where somebody goes and so uh, Carl I was and sorry sorry oh the old jitter but that's normally though it does um work quite well even with a low 3g signal because if i run out of minutes uh, i automatically swap over to um facetime audio and it's just the difference is so so nice it really is it yeah it, it, it does sort of uh make you think about just how crummy 
the cellular voice network is. Well, well I, I did Orange have at one point, or I don't know if EE have got it now, like high quality audio. I think they yeah, were one, 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 one of the one of the services were talking about running using higher quality audio, weren't they? Um, and there was two phones that came out, and then that was it. Mm. It died. Well, I... I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I must admit that Apple. I know that podcasters are a minority in comparison to the rest of their business. I just think that you know it's about time that podcasters got a fair share. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's sort of in a way podcasters are sort of being treated like the press, but it has got better. I mean, you've got Gruber managing to get the scoops with people after the the event. Uh, they've done the round table with you know with like famous bloggers, but. I don't know if anyone out there knows if I can get like an audio hub that will work with lightning that will go into an iPad or a phone. I'd love to do that. Come on, Apple. Apple, do it. It's about time you did something uh, really useful. For the small minority of us people <laughs> who probably make up less than half a percent. Yeah, they're not going to do it, are they? <laughs> let's let's but, be honest. Um, no, I, I think a lot of people are putting a lot of hate, hope on it. And there are two things that I think podcasters are hoping to get out of group FaceTime. One is simplicity, obviously. Simple. Yes. You just call up a group of people and that's that. And you, you know what? I've actually forgotten there was such thing as a FaceTime app. <laughs> and high quality audio. Uh that is what they're looking for. Now whether or not it will pan out, I don't know. I'm not going to jump straight into giving it a go. I mean at the minute it's still only it's still only in uh I mean, it was in and out of the of the iOS 12 betas. I've not used it because I don't really use FaceTime. To be and honest. Is, it, is it only on iOS? Is it, is it going to be available for um, um, macOS as well? I guess it will be available for macOS, but I'm not sure that it's available for macOS at the moment. So most podcasters are going to want it on macOS, really. Yes, exactly. You, you know, you're not well, if it, when it comes over to uh, macOS, then that'll be it. I'll I'll, I'll rejig my workflow to you know, take advantage of it. Well, yeah, um, and we'll. You know, I'll be happy to give it a go. I really yes. will. But um, I'm, I'm not pinning to you know because I'm quite happy with the with the setup that we use. Um, wire isn't perfect. No solution is perfect, but it's you know it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad, not bad and it certainly has improved in leaps and bounds. You know, from even when we we first started using it, you know, we had troubles with it, but it was still better than Skype at the time. Um, there we go. So uh, I don't know is the truth about that. I. In reality, I'm a bit like Mark. I've almost never used FaceTime. I don't know why. It's um, quite cool. I mean, I've used it. My brother has a place in Florida, and um, so when they're out there, I'll quite often FaceTime to him, uh, and it is good. Okay, uh, it's, like everything else that's going across the public internet, it's not perfect, but but it is pretty good most of the time. I was yeah. looking at one feature that I had. This is what I always find interesting about the new releases of OSs. Is um, I'm not sure if it's in High Sierra or Mojave with screen sharing, and I'd completely forgotten about that because I needed some help with a printer the other day, and uh, I was talking to my friends, and it's like, can you describe it? And then I realised I should have just done a screen share. Mm. Yes, <laughs> yes, all those extra little things that get added on over time, you just tend to forget that they're there. You do indeed, um, and although of course, back to my Mac has now got the chop. Yes, everybody indeed. Says, and everybody says, uh, "What, what, what, what was that?" <laughs> yeah, other than those few people who actually used it regularly. <laughs> yeah, it seems to have been a completely yeah. like unused. Um, unfortunately, I I wanted to make use of it and found it unreliable. Um, 
So I've been having a little play with screens recently. Okay, um, that's nice uh, we, we've got. I've got a um, my old uh, Mac Mini is now down as our church uh, computer that drives our PowerPoint stuff. Now it's well, it's sometimes PowerPoint, it's sometimes Keynote, and it's some it's sometimes another piece of software called Proclaim. Um, but uh, sort of keeping it up to date and whatever is a bit of a pain. We leave it always switched on. Um, it's on a network which nothing else is on, so there's no, there's no dangers of people hacking into it and finding anything very useful. Um, <laughs> Apart from a lot of PowerPoint slides from your exactly, church. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> which you'll probably, you know, but, but you'd be glad for so, them to yeah, have. <laughs> Take them and spread the word. <laughs> I haven't actually got it set up yet, but I, um, I've been having a play with it. So I've uh, subscribed to um, Setup for a little while to see what that's like. Oh, well. right, yeah, okay. Um, um, I'm not sure I'll stay with it, but well, just, so that's, to, that's just a have ten a play. A, ten or a month now, isn't it, Setup? But it started yeah, out at like a fiver, that. I think. Although there is now a much, much bigger stable of um, products. There is. There is, yeah. And, and, and um, uh, Screens is one of them. Right. And they've also got Jump to Desktop as well. Okay. The one doing the same thing. Okay. Um, actually, I'll tell you what. While we're talking about um, keeping things up to date, um, shall we, shall we uh, mention this one? Uh, if your Mac uh, doesn't make the cut for Mojave... Um, and we know that all the Macs between 2009 and 2012 got the chop. Um, I'm not necessarily recommending this, but there is a Mojave patcher for officially unsupported Macs. Uh-huh. Right? Um, now, this is, I, I suspect, uh, you know, the older your Mac is, the riskier it probably becomes. Um, but if your Mac didn't quite make the cut, and you think that it would probably be okay, there is a patcher, and it is at dosdude1.com slash Mojave. Um, and there's a page there. It explains all the, uh, you know, the pros, the cons, uh, what machines are excluded for various reasons. Uh, you know, if you're considering uh, experimenting, you know, back your machine up, make a clone. Um, but I'm if, still working uh, on my backup solution, by the way, just as a bit of real-time follow-up. <laughs> oh, how are you getting on with your uh, SSD? Ah, yes. Um really well really really well i was surprised i'm i'm obviously not getting probably the full throughput but uh was it i had to be was it why did i have to boot back oh yeah i had to boot back to my spinny discs and i hate it yeah. i absolutely hate it with a passion so i think i'm going to start going over to my ssd full time uh set up my plex set up my sonar yeah um, it does it makes such a difference doesn't it Oh, it it really, and I think was I bought a two hundred and forty gig SSD. For, I think it was for about forty quid. The actual case itself cost like fifteen, and that was one yeah. of the cheapest ones I could find. It's like, yeah. how the hell does that work? A bit of plastic, but obviously they know. I I could have done it a cheaper way. Uh, but no, I've got my, my Harvey running on there. Uh, I'm going to reboot into it in a minute and then uh, go from there because it's just it, do it. If you if you ever yeah. wondered why people say go to an SSD, just go out there, get one. You can get a cable for a fiver, bang an OS on it. I mean, obviously there's a bit of a placebo effect because it's got a fresh install of um, of course, yes, on there. But, but even, it, so, even so, it's it's uh, it's like night and day. I mean, I I think I've said before uh, on this podcast that I, I run a fairly recent 2017 um, iMac 21 inch um, uh, machine, but I couldn't get on with the um, 
hybrid drive in it at all. Um, I was seeing the spinning wheel of death far too often. And uh, and I've literally run the machine now from an external SSD. It's just plugged in through over USB 3, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. I well, mean, I think whilst it's sort of in its current state now, it's nice and fresh. I'm actually going to do some sort of backup plan for it. Charlie, that's what we like to hear. That's the way to do it, Mark. <laughs> Start clean. Get yourself uh, a pocket I'm drive. And... Got to share this one. Um, I was speaking to Simon the other day. So I'd rebooted my Mac into spinning disk mode, went in. It was, and bearing in mind, I just installed Mojave onto an SSD. I went in. It was like, okay, where are all my files gone on my mm. desktop? Where are all my files full stop? Cue a major panic. Go in, look on the hard drive. Couldn't find it. All that sort of stuff. Speaking to Simon, a bit more of a panic going on. What I hadn't realized what I'd done is when I logged into my Mac, somehow I'd logged in as a guest account. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it logged into a blank account. Uh, so it was like, oh. Because I... I'll, be, I'll be honest, my, um, my initial thought was that he hadn't turned on the iCloud Drive options. Yeah. And that by not turning that on, thus all the, uh, you know, all the items in your documents and uh, or desktop would disappear because they'd be put into a iCloud archive. That was my initial thought, because uh, that's quite a common thing for people to uh, forget to do if they do a fresh install. But uh, yeah, apparently you'd managed to log into a guest account without noticing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've we've all we've all done similar things, haven't we? Where you've ended up with your heart in your mouth, <laughs> yeah. thinking, "What happened? Yeah. Where's all my stuff yeah. gone?" <laughs> yeah, dear. Um, okay. Uh, while we're talking about Mojave, um, this one rubbed me up the wrong way a bit, to be honest. Uh, it Pro, who uh, you know, they have a slight anti-Mac bias. I feel. Um, Mojave is still full of security holes, despite promises of tough, tougher protections, according to IT Pro. Um, I'm, I'm not going to completely poo-poo some of the uh, things they mention in here, but they head off with explosion of dialogue boxes undermines user privacy and a zero-day floor could allow an attacker to bypass the permissions entirely. Um, has it? Has, has anything been... Uh, so maybe, possibly... Uh, was it uh, who's your man who says it? Uh, John Syracuse, anything can happen given an infinite time scale. Mm. Uh, so uh, an explosion of dialogue boxes and approval messages could lead to the unintended consequence of dialogue fatigue, according to Malwarebytes head of Mac and mobile, oh, Thomas Reed. Well, did they never use Vista? Yeah. And then it's like <laughs> the idea is people get tired of being hassled and then they just click on through. Um, actually, oh. I think there's, I'm I'm dissing him on that one. Sorry, Malwarebytes. I like your products and I like what you do, but claiming that more information and more uh, security requests is a bad thing is just being contrary. You can get around it by knowing your system a bit better. It's, uh, do you remember, was he, you you gave me a hint the other day, Simon, about, uh, so if you've downloaded an app and it's not from the app store, uh, and you get the oh you cannot open this app because it's from an untrusted developer. Was it if you hit if you hold the option key? No, you, you, if you right right click. If you right click on the uh, so if you download an app and when you open it, it says this cannot be opened because it it's not signed by a registered developer. If you right click it and choose open, you will then get a this was downloaded and uh, are you sure you want to allow it? And then once you allow it, it's like added to the security exceptions and then it's allowed to run. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
So that 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 was that one. So really, I th- I don't know what the hell. I think that's just somebody at Malware Bites trying to. Um, oh, that's just jumping on the great. whole bandwagon, isn't it? Sort of. Oh, we've got to say something quick. Come on, um, something. However, there are a couple of uh, slightly more uh, worrying ones. Um, Sentinel One demonstrated it is possible for a remote user to gain unauthorized access to protected data through Secure Shell SSH. Um, well, I, I mistakenly, uh, I think I must have conflated SSH with something else and said I didn't think uh, it had been considered secure for years, but uh, Alistair assures me that um, actually it is, so I must have mixed it up with something else. But um, what is true, of course, is that SSH is not on by default. No sharing is on by default. So, to my mind, you know, the fact that someone can get in through a secure shell and execute Unix commands and do things that might be bad is a bit like, uh, that's a bit niche. I'm not poo-pooing it, you know, if there's a problem, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure it needs to be addressed. But SSH is not your man in the streets um, application of choice, if you know what I mean. And I'm pretty sure most people who are using SSH know what they're doing. And uh, can configure it to be protected. Yes, if if you're yeah. if you're into the realms of SSH, you know about all that sort of. Uh, I'm going to show just how little I know about CH modding and your sudoing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's 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 just one of those things. It is what it is. It, it as I think we're demonstrating now. It's a bit of a slow news week. Mm. And, and whenever you get these well, requests coming out, there's always right. people saying they're yes, I, I have to say that this week's news was a bit of a mudstorm of, oh, this is wrong with Mojave. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Most of which, uh, although, you know, having headlines like uh, iOS 12 has a serious problem, Forbes magazine says, um, most of it turns out to be maybe could be most of them sound like teething problems to be honest uh yeah. you know the, yeah sure if they're a security problem but <clears throat> as i said in the slack there is a reason why people who uh, need to be secure you know don't run the latest os they don't go and install you know point zero releases of a new os I mean, most people Especially if you don't have a backup like me. Most people who you know, um, you know, big companies or whatever have to worry about security policies and data integrity and so on. They usually run at least one major OS behind because everything has to be security audited and validated, and all their apps have to be proven to work and all that before they're even allowed to let them out into the into the corporation. So a lot of this stuff sounds like teething problems to me. It is. It's it again. Slow news week. You know, Mojave. Uh, it doesn't. There hasn't been usual outrage like when High Sierra came along and they. Um, what's it? They rewrote. They rewrote the Windows Server, uh, and, and that just sort of. Well, that killed my Mac Mini. Uh, stone dead. So Mojave. I don't know if Mojave's done the same. Uh, but it's it's just. Yeah, it's a slow news week. <laughs> Uh, and then we've got a lot of other security stories here, and we've been going a while, so I'll just um, glance over some of these, shall we? Um, <clears throat> apparently, Newegg, for over a month, uh, hackers were stealing credit card data from Newegg, 
from customers as they made purchases. Um, there's a link to that. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, that's pretty bad. Um, Semantic published a piece, uh, Mobile Privacy, What Do Your Apps Know About You? Uh, now, I, I know, obviously, Semantic are a security company, and it's, uh, you know, good for them to give you the heebie-jeebies, but actually, um, most of that is actually good sense, you know, uh, sort of thing we've all said on here before. You know, why does... Um, you know, why does a, I don't know, a marble maze game need to have access to your, to your contacts or your, oh yes, especially, um, especially when you sign into some apps and it goes, um, yeah, like exactly what you said. Oh, it's going to see all of my emails and all of my contacts and want access to my light camera. It's like, no, I don't think so. You. Yeah. Um, and I go, yeah, no, it's, (laughs) and then you got the whole GDPR thing. It's like, no, my data is my own. Yep. Uh, right. Our, our friends over at Proton Mail blog um, have published a piece called "How to Protect Your Phone or Computer When Crossing Borders." Um, and I won't go in there. I'll just say the link is in the notes. And uh, obviously, I uh, uh, we're all big fans of Proton uh, Mail and VPN, and uh, they tend to know what they're talking about. So if you're interested in that, have a read. Um, a new California bill would require better passwords for Internet of Things devices. Um, well, that would be a good thing. Yes, didn't that we, is. But didn't wasn't that we did we already have this with um, HomeKit, and that's why it didn't take off because it actually had like the the chip thing in it. Well, that was I think that was because it wasn't that it was because you had to have a yes a, a hardware chip, and Apple uh, dropped that in the end, didn't they, and changed it for a for a software validation because but basically because cheap Chinese companies aren't going to pay Apple to put a validation chip in. That was the thing with that. Um, and then a sub a sub follow up to that. California just became the first state with an Internet of Things cybersecurity law from the verge. So apparently that got passed. Uh, I literally grabbed that one um, from Apple News about twenty minutes before the show. Um, well, I'm glad they're taking it more seriously. In all honesty, yes, because Internet of Things devices, the Internet of Troublesome Things, uh, of which I am a great refuse Nick. Um, yeah, is a security hellhole. Yeah, um, and I mean, it, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of um, Internet of Things, um, and if people wanted to hack them, I'm sure they'd find it quite simple to do it. But um, no, anything that tightens it up and makes th- it more I secure. I think you'll is be find. Um, if I if I remember from the from the bit saying will will require um, was one of the biggest uh, requests is that um, devices should not uh, ship with default passwords. They should certainly not ship with the same default password across every device. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but they're suggesting basically that, you know, uh, manufacturers should make it such that when you install such a device, basically before you can use it, it tells you to set to your own secure password. Um, and I know that it's, I know, I know that sounds simple, but I know that is doable because if you, um, if you install a BT home hub, uh, like my father has, um, when you get it, it comes with a card with the default admin, you know, login to set up. But when you connect it and log in using that supplied, uh, uh, using that supplied password, it then it, it it takes you into the admin to set up your router. Yep. But it also tells you you must now we'll set your, your own default password. Jolly good. So that you you know it. it and gives you some hints so that even the, the supplied password is only good for one one activation to let you in to set it up. Oh, that's good. And presumably to um, set it back up if you have a... Yes, 
crash. Well, I don't. Yeah, I guess if you had to factory reset it, I would guess. But um, yeah, I mean that's what I do on my on my Virgin um, router. Uh, uh, it's got it's got a, the login details on the back of the router, and, and the first thing you do is go in and change it all. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, but it does mean that if you do have to, on occasion, I've had to uh, restart it and. Um, if it doesn't remember your settings, you have to go back to the built-in yeah. passwords and but, do the same again. <laughs> but, um, you know, so anyway, uh, and obviously California have mandated that apparently, and um, that's good. That's a good thing. And uh, as they tend to say in America, where California leads, the rest shall follow. So uh, hopefully that will help uh, enforce a bit more sensible security on the Internet of Troublesome Things. Um, Indeed. Uh, apparently, Ben Baharin says, with Apple and Microsoft taking a vocal leadership position on human rights and privacy, this may become table stakes going forward for other companies. Um, that's a Twitter piece. Uh, I think it leads on to another article somewhere. Um, I would like to say I uh, I, I hope that he's right. <laughs> yeah. um, I would like to hope that uh, Ben is right on that. We shall see. Um, and uh, right. I don't, that's sort of pretty much it, really. Um, Apparently, uh, this is a quick in the news, a multi-million pound cyber force is to be launched in Britain, according to the Independent. Um, yeah, so we're going to have a load of uh, cyber cyber warriors defending us against the evils of the internet, apparently. Can I get a job there? <laughs> if they've got yeah. multi-million pounds to chuck about, I could do with a few quid. <laughs> um, no, Dave, it's becoming the... Um... It's definitely becoming the uh, first vector of attack these days, isn't it, for um, state actors, as it were? Yes, it is. Um, yeah, joking aside, um, a 250 million cyber force unit will combat terrorist groups and domestic gangs is reportedly uh, due to be set up. Experts will be recruited from the military, the security services and industry for the project, um, which is jointly set up by the Ministry of Defence and GCHQ. Um, the MOD and GCHQ have a long and proud history of working together. Um, we are struck by the government's apparent lack of urgency in addressing the cyber security skills gap, which is of vital importance to both national security and the economy. So um, mm. there we go. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, a cyber protection force is to be set up, uh, which is probably a good thing. Um, I hope. <laughs> we hope. Um, I hope so. I, I hope they don't end up being just like the... Uh... Just like America, where all they want to do is steal our freedom. Basically. Yes. Uh, however, um, yeah, I, 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 from what appears to be their remit, it appears to be uh, protecting the state against malicious uh, action. So, um, and let's face it, whatever we think, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's important that uh, you know every country should really have a cyber protection force of some sort. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um, as you say, what with you know state actors and uh, malicious state-funded uh, gangs and so on. Uh, right. Shall we just quickly go on then? Uh, worth the chirps. Worth the chirps. Uh, this one was yours, wasn't it, Mark? Internet Arcade? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I can't remember where I found this from last night. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a very much a drunken find. So you remember the old days like Narcos and uh, not Narcos, Narc, Outrun, Space Harrier and all those sort of arcade games. Well, yeah. now you can play them in a browser. And I was last night 
to the wee small hours. Uh, it's it. I don't know how they've done it, but basically they've got the the main ROMs or the arcade boards running in a browser, and it's awesome, awesome fun. Be prepared to lose a lot of your time to nostalgia. Uh-oh. Oh, look here: Outrun, Defender, Astro Blaster, Berserk, Uh-oh. Joust. Listen, <laughs> we're playing those games as I was before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was never any good at them either. We had a we had a very early Space Invaders game. I remember when I was at college. Um, I, I wasn't bad at that, but there were people who were always good, but on much higher scores than I could. Oh look, hang on, Limey. Yeah, there is a. I think there's about over a hundred, hundred and fifty there. Uh, all really, really good. And obviously, because the resolution is three hundred by uh, two hundred, it's a little bit small. But you can make it full screen. But if you're making it full screen, you might want to just step back so you get that little uh, experience if you've got a way to uh, Ooh, use a load load runner yep they're all oh, loads they're all in the eight run one is fantastic if only just listen to the tunes yes yes oh mark I, i'm doomed i'm doomed now <laughs> yep <laughs> um and that by the way if you want to uh, the link is in the show notes uh, but it is archive.org slash details slash internet arcade there we go um uh, I'm not sure who posted this. Uh, this shortcut lets you download YouTube videos on your iPhone straight from source. No shady service required. Uh, from this was from uh, it's on Gadget Hacks. I can't. I might have been Mac Jim. Um, I can't remember who posted that. It might have been Mac Jim. So there you go. If you're into uh, downloading YouTube videos, you can do that. Apparently, if you're a premium, if you have YouTube Premium, you can already do that um, directly in youtube but um there we are uh talking about uh some of those things we were talking about uh like mark you were saying about the the right click um i've i've posted a twitter thread here now not something i normally do but it, it was um uh aluru speaks and uh they posted a uh a tweet which was with the release of the mac os mojave on the horizon let's talk about the bits of mac os that haven't changed in a while and we are surprised still exist or are fun easter eggs um and that is a very long thread with all sorts of did you know uh you know bits and pieces like uh uh, let me think. For example, uh, do you know that the icon in the uh, title bar of a finder window is a stand-in for the folder in itself? So you can grab that icon and stuff that in another folder as a way of uh, moving things. Um, you know, did you know you can right-click on the uh, title of a finder window to see the hierarchy um, and so on? And there's loads of them in there. They've been they've been listing all of Gaz's tips off uh, yeah after my match show um uh, and there's all sorts of things in there like um you know how I don't know some people may or may not know how to do you know how to in, uh, increase and or decrease either the volume or brightness on your uh, on your Mac in quarter steps rather than the whole pips for example um. Several people said that they missed the old uh, audio feedback, which they thought had been taken away. And I pointed out that actually, no, you can turn that on in system preferences, um, where it is called uh, add audio feedback, I think, on volume change. So there's a whole, there's a, I don't know, loads, loads and loads of little Easter eggs and do you knows in that Twitter thread. 
And it also leads on to um, an article by Uluru himself. Uh, well, I say him. I don't know if it's him. The picture's a kangaroo, so it could be a woman, couldn't it? Um, Uluru Speaks Articles, uh, which is long-lived Mac OS, which lists all sorts of handy uh, shortcuts for the finder and so on. So uh, there you go. Very good. Lots and lots of fun reading there. Uh, right. Well, uh, Mark, you got anything else you want to uh, particularly bring up? No, I think that's about it for me. Uh, I'm looking forward to going cooking some tea because I'm starving. Jolly good. Uh, well, I'm going, yes, I've got a joint of pork to put in the oven in a minute. Um, and then I'll probably have to clear up the kitchen and uh, do the laundry. So a uh, rock and roll lifestyle for me. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Uh, right. Well, we'll wind it up then, shall we? Um, Mark, where can people find you, get in touch with you, follow what you're up to, etc., etc.? I am in the Slack room. If you want to come and join us in the Slack room, we've had a few new members. You can just go to EssentialApple.com, click on the Slack room link, and you'll be whisked into our world of madness. I'm on the, the Twitter at Ocean Speed. Keep a lookout on uh, Essential Apple on the YouTube. I'm going to try and do a few more things there. I might do a few live streams and just see how that goes because I've got nothing else better to do with my time. Uh, and yeah, uh, and if you so wish, you could probably follow me on Strava, but I haven't done anything. So uh, if you are a Strava user, get in touch and uh, we'll hook up in all that sort of stuff. Very good. Uh, and uh, Nick, where can people find you? Uh, on the, well, nowhere really. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I very occasionally look in Twitter and I'm uh, Spligosh, S-P-L-I-G-O-S-H on Twitter. Um, no. Very good. And, of course, you appear sometimes on Bart Bouchot's show, and I believe we are both uh, recording that tomorrow. Indeed. Tomorrow evening. That will be that will be one to look forward to. Um, I am, of course, on the Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Uh, the show is at Essential Apple. Uh, all our stuff is over, of course, at EssentialApple.com. You can find the last couple of shows on SoundCloud. You can find us on Spotify, uh, you know, in all good podcatchers. And, uh, yes, the podcasts are up on YouTube uh, in a separate uh, channel to Mark's videos. And uh, I think that's probably about it. So uh, until next week, I think we'll all say goodbye. Cheerio. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast and I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website EssentialApple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show uh, or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club podcast, the geekiest show ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. 
autumn. No, no, Gaz, it's no, no, fall. No, that wasn't, no, 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 that was, it's got to be quicker than that. Okay. It's autumn. Gaz, no, 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 no. It's fall, and they're still going. In spite of whether you like it or not. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Color No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could probably edit those a bit closer and edit that out, but that doesn't make any sense leaving that color. Color. <laughs> well, I, I, I just think that it goes along with the show. Okay, leave it if you want. No, keep people guessing. Saying, everybody will be saying, what's that bit at the end? <laughs> They'll be saying, did you listen to the last MyMac.com podcast? <laughs> 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 Essential Apple Podcast. Goodbye and thank you for listening.